how did the society come into existence? That's a great question. Um, so the society started three years ago and it was started by two people who'd done their undergraduate studies at the University of Oxford who've had a Quidditch society for quite a few years. Um, they moved to Cambridge to do their Masters and they brought the um, Quidditch with them and they set up a team here. So there's obviously a lot of demand for it then. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so there are probably about 50 Quidditch teams across the UK um, and there are active teams in every continent across the world now apart from Antarctica. Um, so it, re it really is a sport that's kind of growing every year. I'm assuming Antarctica would just be too cold to play it, wouldn't it, really? So. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Great. So the big question, really, is Quidditch is something that we've read about in the books and the films. If anybody's watched Harry Potter or read the books, you'll know that it's a very fast-paced sport. It's all done on broomsticks, lots of flying around very sort of like any sport very engaging and very thrill you know very thrilling to watch so how do you adapt it to make it work in real life because you can't fly in real life unless you've got some sort of uh battery-powered broomstick or something like that? No, so we don't have battery-powered broomsticks. We don't fly, um, unfortunately. <laughs> um, but we, we do, every player does have to um, keep a broomstick between their legs when they're on pitch at all, point, uh, all points in time. Uh, so we use lengths of PVC as our brooms. That's quite a common thing to do. Um, the broomsticks are a handicap, really, in the game of Muggle Quidditch, as it's sometimes denoted to distinguish it from the fictional sport. Um, so... Yeah, you have to have the broom between your legs each time, and it works as a handicap. You know, in, in football, you're not allowed to use your hands unless you're the goalkeeper. In basketball, you have to bounce the ball. In Quidditch, you have to keep a stick between your legs, which makes things a bit more challenging. And what other ad adaptations have to be put in place to make it work? And so the um, each of the, the, the team is made of seven players, as it is in the book, um, and they all have similar... Uh, jobs to do as the players in the book. So you've got uh, three chasers um, who pass a quaffle around or a slightly deflated volleyball and they try and score by putting that through uh, one of three hoops and that's ten points just as it is in the books and in the films. Uh, you have a keeper who defends the hoops. You have two beaters who have bludgers which are dodgeballs. Um, so slightly different uh, again in the books. We don't have enchanted balls that fly around trying to knock people off uh, but you have uh, beaters who throw the bludgers or the dodgeballs and temporarily knock out opposing players. Um, you get hit by a bludger from the opposing team, you have to dismount your broom, go back to your hoops and tag back in. So it's a temporary um, knockout. And then you have the seeker who tries to um, catch the snitch to end the game. How gruelling? Is it to play as a sport? It is quite tough. So it's a contact sport. Um, so you can you can tackle, um, and you know it is it is quite fast paced. Um, it can be quite brutal um, at times. Um, so it certainly is. I think just as exciting to, to watch as as you can imagine from the films. We've tried to uh, definitely keep that kind of fast paced, uh, engaging aspect of of the sport. Uh, lots of people when they first hear about it, they think, oh, that sounds a bit daft, really. And you know it is a little bit daft. But then you go and watch it, and you actually think, oh, you know this is. Really quite interesting because you've got so much happening on pitch at once because you've got the chasers you've got the the beaters and you've got the the seeker as well after after 18 minutes so there's a lot going on on pitch and i wonder you know when you're playing the games actually playing a game so do people come up to you and say well you know how how are you doing this is this really quidditch do people sort of ask you things like that along the way oh ab absolutely and we're more than happy to explain for anyone who comes past and sees us uh, i think the hoops are a bit of a giveaway they see the hoops and then obviously they're not really recognizable as being part of any mainstream sport so they think well, what's what's going on there and yeah we're more than happy to kind of show people the ropes great and your society is it open to sort of all genders all abilities and such like oh absolutely so one of the most important um parts 
parts of Quidditch is the so-called four maximum room rule, which states that a maximum of four people who identify as the same gender can be on pitch for one team at any one time. Um, so, for example, on pitch you could have uh, four males and three female players, for example. Um, and this is a really integral part of the sport. It's designed to make it fully inclusive for people um, of all gender identities and expressions. Um, so that's that's a really key part of the of the game as well. Yeah, I and mean, how many members have you got in your current society? Uh, so at Cambridge, we're quite small. Um, so we were the smallest uh, team to compete at both the Southern Cup, so the, the regional qualifiers, and uh, the smallest team to qualify for the um, British Quidditch Cup, which happened last month. And that's for the top 32 teams in the country. Um, so we have around about 15 people who regularly train with us. Uh, we had 11 who we took to the British Quidditch Cup, so we were the smallest team there. Um, at tournaments, you can have a maximum roster of 21 people on a team and it's rolling substitutes so you have um, six on pitch or seven once the seekers have come on and then you just tag in and out as you go around. Yeah and what about your tournaments as well how well have you fed in those tournaments? So we were very happy that we managed to qualify at Southern Cup which happened at the end of 2017 because as I said we were the smallest uh, team there so we managed to uh, beat Bath in the knockout phases in order to, to qualify for the British Quidditch Cup. Um, the British Quidditch Cup was the top 32 teams uh, and being the smallest team we did struggle a little bit there uh, so we're currently ranked 30th um, but there are about 50 teams in the UK so that's not too bad really. One of the big things that we're trying to do is to recruit more players so if anyone listening thinks that this might be something that they're interested in then definitely do you know check us out on facebook and and come and have a go and you never know you might find yourself a new sport that you really like yeah what about the league as well do you play in a, a regular season league with fixtures or do you sort of play friendlies during the season how does that work so a, a seasonal league is something that certain uh, members of kind of uk quidditch are, are trying to set up um, there is there is a southwest league where the teams in the southwest kind of compete regularly um for us in the east of england there isn't uh, a fixed league but we do compete in friendlies where we can so we've had uh, norwich over to do uh, friendlies recently. Uh, throughout the year there are lots of uh, Merc tournaments and other kind of tournaments where teams will get together um, to play each other and to, to create new teams that will play just for the tournament and so on. The two big uh, events each year in the UK Quidditch scene are the, the regional qualifiers, the Northern and Southern Cup, uh, which happened sort of around about November time, and then the British Quidditch Cup, which, as I've said, was last month in March. A new thing which started last year was the Quidditch Premier League, um, where there were there are 10 um, regional teams which compete during the summer month. Uh, so most teams uh, who compete in the, in the regional and the British tournaments do tend to be university leagues, so not months, much is going on during the summer and um, the British Quidditch Cup was designed to uh, not the British Quidditch Cup sorry the um, the Quidditch Premier League was designed so that there'd be something going on in the summer so Cambridge has several uh, people who are playing for the Eastern Mermaids team this year in the uh, Quidditch Premier League Brilliant stuff and have you played Oxford yet and if so how did you get on? Uh, so Oxford have two teams they've got the uh, Radcliffe Chimeras who are their first team and the Oxford Quidlings who are their second team they've got enough people that they've actually got two teams um, every time we've played the Chimeras they've beaten us unfortunately um, but we have beaten the Quidlings when we've, we've played them a couple of times so we're sort of uh, not as good as their first team but better than their, their second team there is definitely that kind of university rivalry between Cambridge and Oxford just like you get in any other university sport although it is worth saying that the uh, Cambridge Quidditch Club is open to anybody regardless of whether they're affiliated with the university or not
Interesting. Ollie, I think from our sports team has got a question for you. Yeah, I mean, excuse my ignorance if, if I'm wrong, but is there like a, a national level as well? Is there, Or is there room or, or a target takes a national elite level? Because imagine sort of countries competing across the world at the Olympics or something, find a, a quidditch would be brilliant. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so there's there's a couple of different things. So this weekend actually is the European Quidditch Cup. So t- some of the top teams um, across Europe are competing at that. So there are four uh, UK teams who are competing in that. And then there's also kind of... Um, world tournaments um so britain uh, well team uk will be competing um in in florence in italy at the um at the world cup uh, next year great and in terms of the sport as well have you had people who've converted from other sports because i've met people who've converted from say rugby or football to american football and from you know from other sports have you had anybody that's played one particular sport and then actually switched their allegiance to quidditch yeah absolutely so in the cambridge team we've had several people um who used to play rugby or even who carry on with rugby but they want a bit of extra sport in their lives uh who come to quidditch and they they really enjoy it and then they carry on with it from rugby um especially kind of the the chasers with the um they're the players that probably tackle the most and that sort of thing so you get a lot of um, ex or current rugby players um, from that side of things you also get quite a few people who've done kind of uh, gymnastics or, or martial arts that side of things who, who come in uh, maybe if they want to be a seeker I should probably explain that the way that the seeker works, obviously in the books you've got the golden snitch, which is a small ball that flies around. In Muggle Quidditch, uh, we have a snitch runner who is a, a person. They're not on either side, they're independent. And they have the snitch, which is a tag attached to their shorts that each of the seekers has to try and grab. So that kind of flexibility, which you get from studying a, a martial art or whatever, that can come in handy uh, for that position. Yep, and finally, your, what would be your message to anybody thinking of taking up Quidditch as a sport? I'll just come along and, and give it a go. So I'm a massive Harry Potter fan, uh, but we have loads of people who played the sport who've never read the books, never seen the films. If you think it sounds interesting, then come along, give it a go, and you never know, you might find the sport for you. Cambridge Quidditch Club uh, practice every Sunday during term time, two till four, on Jesus Green. So even if you go down later today, uh, you'll see us there. Come and say hi and, and give it a go. Brilliant. Thank you very much indeed for your time, folks, and good luck for the year ahead. Thank you.